0: On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. The Wonder of Bread. This week on the Story Song Podcast.
1: I hear it say.
2: Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oakes. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode, we walk you through the wonderful world of a story song. And this week, I sure hope you're not gluten intolerant because we're talking about bread. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord.
3: So it begins.
2: Look, it's like we've done like 110 episodes. You try coming up with 100 good intros, all right? (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about the song Diary by Bread. Michael, you want to tell us the story of this story, song? Sure. There are two ways that I can tell you this story. So I'm
4: going to do both. Uh, The first way is (laughs) as follows. So this guy finds a diary under a tree. And then he reads it. Mm. And the contents of the diary indicate to him that the woman he loves is in love with him. And he decides to discuss what he read in her diary with her and she doesn't react Mm -hmm. and he's like oh well that's the way she is but he plans their future together and then he reads it again and you guys it turns out that she was actually writing about some other dude and i can't even drama i know
3: i
5: found her diary underneath the tree and started reading about her. The words she'd written took me by surprise You'd never read them
2: So we're going to start here at the top. Mm-hmm. All right. And then I, I got a, couple of, I got a couple, couple, <laughs> couple, couple of questions to ask. So he says, I found her diary underneath a tree and started reading about me. The words she'd written took me by surprise. You never read them in her eyes. They said that she had found the love she'd waited for. Wouldn't you know it? she wouldn't show it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So So Michael, you sort of you sort of answered my first question. Okay. Which was that I was not clear if all of these readings were a single reading
1: mm-hmm. or
2: multiple readings of the diary. But you're you're saying it's at least two. He reads it the first time, misinterprets it and then reads it the second time. I think and so. And now it's clear what she's saying.
4: That's how I read I it. So, I read yeah. it as like a linear kind of... He read it. He went to talk to her. She didn't say anything. So he's like, I'm going to read this again. And he was like, whoops. Okay.
3: Yeah. Um. S- you know what was weird to me? hmm I had to listen to this song a couple of times until I realized he wasn't saying, I found your diary underneath a tree and started reading about me. And then he mm-hmm. said the words she'd written. I you guys, I was trying so hard to make that misheard <laughs> lyric work. I was like, so you wrote somebody else's diary and they were right. writing somebody else's words for him. And then I just had to look through the lyrics and I was like, oh, this makes so much more sense. It doesn't make all the sense, but it makes, some, it makes more sense. Well, this is uh, a song
4: that very much benefits, as does everything, I think, in the world from proper grammar and punctuation. Mm-hmm. This is a song where commas are to its benefit because there are very long, <laughs> well-crafted <laughs> sentences. Like, it's n- it's almost not written in verse. It's written in complete sentences. Uh-huh. And it also has everything we love. It has, like, the slight word changes. It has little details. It has very well-crafted sentences. It has heartbreak. No murder, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, we it's know. also we got. don't know what happens
3: afterwards.
2: Yeah, right. Well, I mean, also a uh, a running theme with us is uh, at the center of the song is a uh, completely clueless galoot who <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> makes, makes some very very questionable choices and seems uh, to not be paying attention to what's going on yeah. around him until it's too late.
3: Yeah, because um, it's not like he. So, because it's,
2: okay.
4: <laughs> I feel wait, like I actually, everything we say about this song is going to be like, but,
2: so, wait a minute. Rachel, I'm going to that over stop over you again. for a second. I'm going to stop you for a second. Uh-huh. Just because, I wanna, I'm going to go, let's go through this, and I think we'll eventually get to what you're going to say. But the first thing is, so let's start with the first line. Yeah. I found her diary underneath a tree. Okay. Why? <laughs> why is the diary under is it
3: she's alice in wonderland just
2: is it just sitting on the tree well yeah. i feel like at some point there was there was a time when hiding things inside of trees <laughs> seems like it was a common <laughs> thing to do i
3: don't think that's right? what's happening here
2: oh wait but that di- like maybe she's that a squirrel. died out
3: <laughs> yeah she's a squirrel this guy's gonna marry
2: a I'd squirrel. A maybe yeah maybe uh, no. But this this seems like a thing. Like, but come on, in old stories though. It's like, oh, I wrote this in a diary and then I stashed it like under some roots in a tree. We don't do that anymore, yeah. folks. We're not doing no it more people. hiding things. No, We're not hiding no, things no, no, in no, trees, no, 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 around trees. So why is her? So when he says under a tree, does he just mean like she hid it in a tree, tree, like
4: under? She hid it in a Did wishing she hide well. It
2: Well, that's my question is did she hide it or is it just laying out on the grass?
3: I think she was like Alice in Wonderland. She was reading her book, she was writing her diary, writing in her diary. A rabbit hops by. She's got (laughs) to follow that rabbit, but then she leaves her diary under the tree. It's going to happen. Okay. It's so commonplace. So what are you going to do? Now, I will say this. He doesn't say, I found a book underneath a tree. He says, I found her diary underneath a tree and started reading about me. First of yeah, all, right.
2: rude. Rude. Well, that's, that's the second part. Well, that's, well, okay. So don't <laughs> read other people's diary. That's the, I mean, it's one thing to Maybe start. Maybe you pick it up. At one point. Right.
4: He realizes he's reading a diary and he keeps going. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Like at some point don't it read. needed to be clear, like,
2: oh, I'm going to put this back down. Of course, obviously, if it's not labeled as such, and you just begin to read it, not realizing what it is, but even if you open up a book and it's clearly handwritten, like that's only it's only going to be trouble. There's yeah. no reason for you to continue reading that book. But it's, unless I still it's like a- the
4: 1500s when everything was handwritten,
2: hmm. I, I maybe, and I that's also still,
4: around I mean. the time where you would store books in trees, and that's you true. were storing all kinds of things that's And true. In wishing wells.
2: Yeah, absolutely um but so part of me is like well don't read someone's diary but here's the other half of it and again i'm not victim blaming here but if you don't want someone to read your diary here's an idea don't leave it outside under a tree. <laughs> like you're supposed isn't a diary supposed to be like locked up aren't you supposed well, to be like carefully placing this thing away so no one else can read it see there's a don't go leaving it around is she like nearby When he finds this diary under a tree, like, what are you talking about?
3: There's a line missing here, which is, I found her diary underneath a tree, and after using a pair of pliers to break (laughs) the lock, I started reading about me.
2: Well, possibly.
4: I found her diary underneath a tree. I put down my shovel. I picked up the diary, (laughs) filled in the hole, and then I started reading it.
2: Because I got now I I think
4: it was either mm -hmm. buried under the tree or in some sort of lockbox under the tree or she's sitting under the tree writing in her diary and she's like, oh, my phone's ringing and drops it and runs (laughs) off.
3: (laughs) There is no way, guys, there is no way that this diary is buried under the tree. You no, mean I'm to tell me that sparing. every time she wants to write in her diary, <laughs> she is digging a hole or she is finding a way to nestle a diary under the roots of a tree? Here's she the just, thing, though. She's just a little bit, you know, flighty. She doesn't understand. She's she, flighty. She just, she left, just left it left out it there. there. It's her favorite tree. He never goes out to that tree. She knows it's just going to. Here's what I'm going to say but he just happens got, this time to go out to that tree
2: I got problems with both of them one don't be reading some muscle diary but two then I feel like I'm talking to my 9-year-old daughter when I'm like listen you leave a book out and it rains on that book don't go crying to me oh, yeah. I told you not to bring the book outside cuz you're going to leave it out there don't leave if you're going to bring the book out you're going <laughs> to leave it outside so don't leave the book outside cuz guess what happens outside there is rain there's bugs There's all kinds of stuff, Mm -hmm. right? So if you're writing your diary, how do you just be like, whoops, I just left it here. Like, this is a problem. The other thing I will say is that I feel like the author of this song is also giving this guy an out. Because if you just find a book under a tree, (laughs) I mean, maybe you'll look at it, right? Again, like Michael said, it's not like I used a nail file to break in the locked... uh, drawer of my love's uh desk <laughs> and pulled out her diary and started reading it right it kind of absolves him a little bit that he just found it under a tree for some reason but, but- if
4: she just left it under the tree like maybe the pages are blowing in the wind and it just happens to magically <laughs> by nature just- open to a page about him
2: <laughs> as as the wind blows he's desperately trying to read the <laughs> The page as quickly as possible for the. He's like, I didn't touch it. I was just sitting there. Yep. It's like if you don't touch it, it doesn't count. You can read whatever's wide open. Yeah. Uh, and then she said she was in love with. oh, the page closed again. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Come on. <laughs> I'll have to wait for the um, next gust. Uh, but we'll see. You know, you you can give him an out of being like, look, it's just been sitting there. But we'll see later on that he's not the. He. It's not. It's not great for him. It does not look that, great for him.
2: I don't again, I don't want a victim shame. Bad form. Do not once you figure out you're reading someone else's diary, stop mm-hmm. and close it and bury it back under the tree where you found it. <laughs> um so the the words she'd written took me by surprise. You never read them in her eyes. They said she'd found the love she waited for. So I love that she is writing in her own diary, but apparently not using any proper names. Just a lot of easily <laughs> misinterpreted pronouns, I assume mm-hmm. I love him. he's so great, he's the coolest. I'm totally in love with him. um I'm assuming this is where the confusion came in. Yeah. I have um, a love,
3: and it's all that I have, yeah, yeah, right or wrong, and he loves me too uh well this is <laughs> this is I think, the first point when Dan you were saying this guy is just oblivious. It's not a great start, where it's like, "Oh, these words she wrote." You'd never know it to look at her that she <laughs> loves me. You would never know it, <laughs> but I guess she does. I have to trust the written word,
2: right? Yeah,
4: the, I the don't whole... think it should be a total surprise.
2: Yeah, yeah if you were yeah, the, the totally... love of her life. Well, that's what I'm sa- but that's what I'm saying. He's saying he's surprised, yeah, because she's saying how much she loves a certain someone. That yeah. he interprets as as himself. But then the, the rest of the song is how she shows him zero affection. Right, right. She <laughs> shows no outward sign that yeah. she's in love with him. Right. And yet somehow he is surprised at the end of the song when it turns out that she's not in love with him. Yeah. So I'm just saying, you know, like maybe put it together faster when you're like, hey, I read in that book that uh, you, it says that you love me what's that dummy <laughs> what, what, don't read my book jerk give me that and then she yeah. slaps it like what are you talking about if she shows you no attention like it's just it's just weird so but again i think this guy is just like oh man i she, it says she, she wrote it right here so it's got to be it like and this is it i'll spend the rest of my life with this woman who clearly doesn't like me
3: right Th- um there's a a listen there's nothing in here that says he finds this underneath their tree or anything like that maybe this dude just wandered into an arboretum (laughs) and somebody who works there he's like you wrote this about me sir i don't know who you are you don't even have Mm. a season pass for this arboretum so why how would i be writing about you in my diary
2: wouldn't you know it she wouldn't show it (laughs) he says to himself As (laughs) as, <laughs> as he is bodily being escorted, uh, escorted out of the <laughs> Arboretum. Oh, oh it's these little games we play, he <laughs> says, as the cops are putting him into the back of the police car.
3: And she says, never a dull moment at the Arboretum.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's what every kid says. It's like a sitcom around here. I'll tell you
4: what. (laughs) They should make this place a movie,
2: right? They should make this place a movie. They should. They really should. Joan, right? I said that the (laughs) other day. They should make this place a movie.
4: Arboretum the movie, but this Arboretum.
2: Right. I mean this and and Jimmy's roast beef sandwich from last week, right? That would be a movie. This could be a movie. All this right here. This could be a movie. All this. I'd go see. Remember the other
3: day? Remember the other day when you called the weeping willow a whooping willow? I mean that's a scene right there. That right there.
2: (laughs) That could be a running running gag.
3: (laughs) Write it down. it down. It was my diary. Write this down. (laughs)
2: guys you know what i have i have some vacation time coming up i'm gonna do it i'm really gonna do it. i'm take some time off i'm gonna read the script i'm gonna write i'm gonna write the whole thing i'm gonna do it we're gonna do it then
4: we're gonna sell it to hollywood
2: because you know why i because it's too good (laughs) it's too good this place is good this is be the best movie (laughs) this will be a blockbuster
4: (laughs) it's got drama it's got comedy
3: it's got three types of fir trees
2: (laughs) so it's got everything you need
4: it's one of those movies that entertains and educates so it'll it'll be good That's right. One of the things I love about this song is it is very expertly written. Mm -hmm. Little, little details of the words that she'd written took me by surprise. You'd never read them in her eyes. So what he read on the pages, he couldn't read in her eyes.
1: Mm -hmm.
4: Just a nice
2: detail. I really like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. The, The read and the read. Yeah. I like. Again. By line four, it should be like, oh, I guess she's not talking about me because (laughs) you wouldn't read it in her eyes. But
4: that's fine. Well, this guy can read words, but he can't read people. Mm, Mm. Maybe
3: he's
2: face blind. Yeah. Think about that.
3: But you feel bad now, huh?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Now you feel like a real jerk, Michael.
3: (laughs) I don't know why Michael. (laughs) (laughs) That was not pointed to Michael. (laughs) Just whoever's judging this man.
2: Oh well I'm sorry Rachel I can't, I'm face blind so I can't I thought I thought we were judging Michael
3: Then she confronted With the writing
5: there Simply
2: The deal, everybody. You read somebody's diary bad. But if you do happen to do that, number one thing I would say don't tell them no, that you it did back. it. <laughs> just don't say it. Why would you? The next thing he says is, oh, by the way, I read your diary. Oh, and you don't love me? I, who violated your trust by reading your diary and I'm now telling you about it? Yeah,
4: weird. She never says that she doesn't love him. She just is completely quiet. She doesn't say anything or she outwardly does not care. And his interpretation is she's pretending not to care.
2: What he's interpreting her complete disinterest in him. Yes. Is like a strong stoic nature.
3: Yeah.
6: Mm hmm.
2: Because he says she simply pretended not to care. and To which I would say, let's take out the word pretended there, buddy. Yeah. I think she just simply <laughs> does not care yeah. about you at all.
3: I mean, what could she possibly have said when she was confronted with the writing? So he went up to her and said, I, I see what you wrote about me. Is she just silent? Right. Or is she, I mean, or is, or is she, here's the other, uh, the other way to, to play this is, or is she so stunned that he found it and that she's caught,
1: which mm. we'll find out
3: later. That she doesn't know what to say. So he takes that as her, oh, she's just so bashful about, and so like she's embarrassed that I found out how she feels about me. Cause there's no way he was like, oh, look, you said that you love me and you never tell me you love me. And she goes, it's not about you. And he's like, okay. (laughs) You know, she (laughs) must have not said anything. And he took that as, oh, she's pretending not to care because that's just how she is. Because she has not said one word to me in three years.
2: This diary is about my boyfriend Joseph. <laughs> you that oh, she's pretending not oh, to care. Do you. you know you know that I'm engaged, right? And I write in my diary every day about how much I'm in love with my fiance. Oh, I brushed it off as her disconcerting air.
3: <laughs> like, <laughs> He's right here.
2: <laughs>
4: Sir, you need to oh, leave the arboretum. Oh,
2: this is a movie this is amazing (laughs) he's here again it's the diary guy this 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 is the climax right here this would be the (laughs) climax of the movie
4: maybe after he found the diary he because he says he confronted her with the writing Mm -hmm. which is a real weird word choice yes maybe (laughs) confronting her with it was just like bringing her the book and being like oh hey i found this and she's like, "Oh, thank you." And he's like, "Uh, so what you wrote in there?" And she's like, "Great. Yeah. Not about you. I don't know. Yep. I don't know when you started calling me Joseph. My name's Topher. But okay. <laughs> Weird nickname. D-
3: um, or or it could be that he just says, you know, I found this out back, and and gives her kind of like a, you know, you know, but she doesn't pay any attention to him, so she's just like, oh, thanks. Yeah." He's like she pretended yeah. not to care, but she she knew I read it, and I yeah. I know how she feels about me.
2: I guess, so, but he says confronted with the writing, there i almost sort of imagining him him being like, "You act like you don't love me, mm-hmm. but I found your diary and I read that you do."
3: But let me right? let me give you exhibit it, A: these blown up diary pages <laughs> right. that I'm going to put on an easel.
2: So it's almost like a gotcha, and then she's like, nah, 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 "Yeah." Thank you yes. for giving my book back. Look at the dates on these pages. 1822, sir. This is a ghost diary. Wait, I'm sorry. It's a diary owned by a ghost, or the <laughs> diary died, and it's now a ghost. That's See, right. This is why no one. This is why no one loves you because you can't just.
4: It is unclear you shut up which her. of those two things. But this is a
2: haunted arboretum. So simply pretend not to care. I passed it off as just keeping with her total, total disconcerting air
3: guy guy quick <laughs>
2: but quick but quick question is that is that how the word disconcerting is used have i been using it wrong this whole time? i thought disconcerting was like confusing no i well,
4: think it's does, concerning well,
3: concerning but
4: okay. that
3: also doesn't make any sense though does it that i i was very confused by this whole this whole verse um and especially that line. I pass it off as just in keeping with her total disconcerting air. Oh, it's is like unsettling.
2: So, right. Dictionary.com but, says causing one to feel unsettled.
3: But why so, is she all, Why is she unsettled? Is this going to turn she's into a not, horror
2: movie?
4: It's her no, air that, un- that's disconcerting to him.
2: Or disconcerting to, to others. Yeah,
4: he feels unsettled because of yes. her lack of emotion.
3: That's what I'm saying. If right. you are feeling a disconcerted air with somebody you are living with, that's the beginning of a horror movie.
2: Right. She might be a psycho, who knows. <laughs> I mean maybe she is. We don't find out that much about her. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Where should
4: I put your diary? Just over there on the table next to the hatchet.
5: And there's a
2: So, my question is, like, are they a couple? I don't know. Are they even, like, because it's, he, well, okay, let me say one thing. And as I go through my life, I will give to her, my wife, my wife, all the sweet <laughs> things, all the sweet things I can find. Still works. Okay. Um. <laughs> That joke has not <laughs> lost a step. No, still as fresh not and funny Abby. as it was. <laughs>
3: but you got to get it like out of nowhere. It's just got to come. Right. You, you can't. Don't hit it hard. Just, just, just let it, let it go. Um, what you said just before you said this line, Dan, is my question. Are they even in a relationship, or is this all in his head?
2: But when he says, "I will give to her my wife." Is that his projected fantasy of the future, or are they in fact married?
3: No, that's how I read it.
2: I think it's
4: his projected fantasy.
3: that's how I read it I think yeah, he's looking fantasy. to the
4: future. I think he okay. I don't even know necessarily that he starts off in love with her. I mean, maybe that's that's part of it. He finds the diary. I don't know. maybe he is in love with her, who knows. But as soon as he thinks that she has feelings for him, he starts. Seeing the future
2: with her. Okay. But are they together? Let's decide right now. Are they together? I don't think so. Okay.
3: I don't think so either.
2: I think he has feelings for her.
4: And I think the diary confirms that the feelings are returned.
3: So I, I here's, here's why I don't think that they are in a relationship because it would say something like, um, she, like, this is not, not how it goes, but she doesn't show it anymore. Or right there have there would have if they were in a relationship there would have to be some love that was lost or that had settled like the pina colada song you know what I mean that it they lost a beat
4: there's some sort of a revelation to yeah. him seeing this diary where it's like he he never knew that she felt that way yep and if they were together there there would have been some at least some connection
3: in the past yeah. at least. But there's nothing in these lines that say anything about her having any um feelings towards him, and she is not actions speak louder than words she's also not showing him that she has any <laughs> you know emotions literally any emotions towards him. It's not like, oh, and she just always said she hated me, so it must be a love hate thing She's basically just said <laughs> she tried to hide the love that she denied <laughs> like. Do you love me? I absolutely do not love you, sir. I do not love you. Please. No. Parking is $4. Move along.
2: (laughs) Arboretum closes at five. (laughs) Yeah. I am an Arboretum worker and aspiring screenwriter. Other than that, I don't have time for a relationship right now. So that makes him, if they are not together, that makes him so much worse. Yeah. Because he finds a diary in that diary is written the words I found the love of my life this guy says oh this must be me this has to be me one of what 30 guys she knows obviously she's talking about me Mm -hmm. and then goes to be like I found this book that says you love me and she's like what are you talking about also don't read my diary also I'm not in love with you and he's just like she's sure good at hiding the love she clearly (laughs) has for me yep it's like what what are you talking about now be one thing if they were in a relationship right and he found a note saying like i found love my life and he's like well she doesn't act like it but it's good to know that she does love me yeah and then later finds out a spoiler alert that she's talking about someone else that's exactly but if they're right. not in any kind of a relationship then this guy is g- how about this hit the road buddy yeah all right, find, right. A di- find a different arboretum that's because right. you're, <laughs> you're creeping everybody out By of your all your the arboretums
4: country. in the world now that you sort of explain it i kind of like your interpretation better i i like the idea that they were in a relationship or they are actively Mm -hmm. in a relationship and they've just sort of fallen out of love right there's something nice and slightly more tragic uh about Mm -hmm. him not knowing where he stands with her and this diary confirming her feelings for him. Uh huh. Only for it to turn out that it's not him, her husband, that she's talking about.
3: There's nothing in the words that say <laughs> it. There's nothing right. that says it that she has any feelings for him. Or ever, ever, I should say that she ever had any right. feelings There's no line
2: him. of like she she's now cold, like
4: this you is know what I mean. Saying. Like, but I kind of like that interpretation.
3: It's it's a it's a perfectly fine interpretation that I do not buy. It is it's very it is it's very nice, and it is it's true. But I I just can't get myself there.
2: Michael, that is a great interpretation. That's very stupid. It's clearly <laughs> no, not
3: listen. The right maybe one. I'm giving off a disconcerting air, which, but I no. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that it's a wrong interpretation. What I'm saying is I cannot myself get there. The more I read it, the more I think it's the opposite.
2: I mean, this guy goes around reading people's diaries, so it is not a big leap to say he is. You know. Missing a couple of other social signals that right, he should not right. Some lines he should not be crossing. If he like reads a random woman's diary, it's like, hey, by the way, I read your diary. I'm glad you love me. By the way, uh, you're my wife someday. So anyway, here's your book back or whatever.
4: I feel like there must have been some context clues that would at least make him think that she was talking about him.
3: Like medium build, brown hair. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> The love of my life, <laughs> uh, right-handed, hand, right no visible tattoos. Wait a minute, this is a this is a police report yeah. that I'm reading right nondescript, now.
3: Non-descript, <laughs> non-descript, medium, average size. Mm. Um,
4: He's wearing a blue shirt. But I <laughs> it's either Topher or Joseph, one of the two.
3: That's right. I will say that I <laughs> unfortunately
4: I, we work at a blockbuster. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I do think that the, I I don't think that he's just a creepazoid. I do think he is very much mistaken. That's what but I, does that make sense? Yes. Okay.
4: Yeah, he read it wrong. Way wrong. <laughs> he shouldn't have read it, but he read it wrong. Before we move on, I, I do want to say like, when I was talking about this song benefiting from um, correct punctuation, this is one of the lines I am a hundred percent talking about. Because when you listen to the song, you really have to think about. As I go through my life, I will give to her my wife.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: All the sweet things right. like it sounds. It sounds like a bunch of sentence fragments, and like he he's well, giving
2: her his wife. It's yes. Well, this also like the the writer of this song likes to put words in the wrong order. Um, because c- there's then she confronted with the writing there, simply pretended not to care.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: right. Um, so there's sort of like, four breaks that you need to understand are happening in order to correctly interpret that sentence. and say they're all here, like,
4: perfectly grammatically correct. They're just
2: I'm not saying they read I'm better saying,
4: in a novel than right, They're less right, confusing right. in a novel than in a song.
2: But also, like, there's a simpler way to say that. That's not saying it's the right way to say it. But on both of these, there's a simpler way to convey what you're trying to say.
4: The language is so sort of elevated. Maybe it is about a time in the past. Mm. It's a very, like, the music is is sort of like a, a, a very simple arrangement where it's largely acoustic guitar. And it, it's got a, a very romantic feel to it. So maybe this this is putting it in a time and a place.
2: It's just like those stories where it's like you know I didn't love him and then he wrote me a letter and I, I read the letter fifty times and I fell in love with him and then he got back from right. the war three years later and I was in love with him over a letter and you're like read that and you're like hey dummy someday we'll have Tinder So you feel like <laughs> we got our systems much better than reading a letter <laughs> with a oh, letter man. who has man. time who so, has time to so, write a
4: letter who's got time you can swipe unbelievable. You can, now you can swipe this line that we just talked about is, is sort of the break in the song and mm-hmm. it almost becomes two songs right? because the first part and the second part, or at least two acts of the same song the first part and the second part have the same structure and the song itself doesn't really have a chorus except for maybe the wouldn't you know it line, it's almost like you could fold the song in half and it's like a mirror image but but a really sad mirror <laughs> image
5: I found her diary underneath the tree And started reading about me The words began to stick and tears to flow Her meaning now was clear to see The love she'd waited for was someone You know it. She wouldn't show
3: it. Oh, buddy. Ugh. Ugh, Topher. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough, buddy. Sometimes it's tough.
2: That is so sad. I mean, come on. It's also so Topher.
3: It's so Topher.
2: Yeah. We all love tofer, but come on. This is the most, buddy. this is classic Topher.
3: Classic tofer.
2: Right? The movie about the Arboretum is actually
4: going to be called That's So Topher.
3: Uh, so this is the this is the point he goes up to her and he says i found your diary and i read it she's like "Uh, uh, okay can i have it back and he goes sure what he thumbs through it again just to i just one more (laughs) time and then he realizes
2: here's my question i I have now i have a problem i i have a serious problem with her did she leave that damn diary under that tree again, I think. Did <laughs> she, she leave it out again? She left it out again. It's the diary tree. Under the same tree.
3: <laughs> it's the diary tree. The Arboretum map leads you right to the diary tree. It's right there. I don't know what it is in Latin, but it is definitely, you know, trius or <laughs> diarius. <laughs> not diarious.
2: <laughs> diarious. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe, we gotta clean up <laughs> the diarrhea tree. is uh, well, you know what it does, it's all over the place. I'm not cleaning it up. I cleaned it up last time. Get in, get the mop, get in there.
3: I'm writing Act Two. I can't clean it up right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but believe me, there's a lot about this pooping tree. In this. <laughs> this is a movie. This is a movie. <laughs> this thing. <laughs> um, this tree is our likable character. You leave a diary outside once. Shame on you. <laughs> you leave a diary outside under a tree twice. You just can't do that. That's what, sometimes <laughs> like That's that's really not bad. Not gonna
3: do that anymore.
2: Now he reads the same passage. I assume right. Understands that all those I'm in love with him. The him is not referring to this guy. It's referring mm-hmm. to someone else. Yeah.
4: He starts putting the story together. Like why she has such a total disconcerting air. Total disconcerting air. Not even like a little bit, not even from time to time. slightly. Total disconcerting air.
2: Not a somewhat disconcerting air. Yeah. Yeah.
4: (laughs) A total and complete disconcerting air. So he starts putting things together. This is another line that I love, and it shows just how well-crafted this song is. The words began to stick and tears to flow. Normally, when you're talking about poetry or, or something like... The words flow, but it's it's the sadness <laughs> that's flowing because the words are sticking and finally making sense and yeah. he's getting it and they hurt.
2: So the love she waited for was someone else, not me. So he's was like, well, well, I will say this. This is starting to make a lot more sense. Like why she was calling me Joseph when my name is Topher. Yeah. That now is a lot clearer. It's like,
3: wait a minute. I was reading this upside down. makes so much more sense now and I do not like it
2: oh
4: wow this is in Hebrew this (laughs) makes so much more sense now she kept talking about my beautiful blonde
2: hair I don't she was like I'm in love with a six foot two Joseph I'm you know five eight my name is Topher so I just I was I, I thought she was so in love with me that she was blinded and couldn't couldn't see me properly but now I understand she was talking about someone else but the
4: blue shirt's the same, so maybe it is. Still a maybe. chance. Maybe it's not Joseph.
3: Maybe still. A so chance. you're
2: telling me you're telling me <laughs> there's a chance. <laughs> and then the and the book's like, look, man, I'm just a diary. I I, 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 <laughs> I can't help to, you. I don't
3: know what to tell you, buddy. I don't
2: know what to tell you. I don't know why you're talking to me. Um, wouldn't you know it? She wouldn't show it. Yeah, because there was nothing there. That's why she wouldn't show it, dummy. I'm sorry. I know you're heartbroken, but come on, man. you got to be kidding me with this right now. You have <laughs> got to be kidding me right now with this. Oh, You read some random woman's diary and decided that she was in love with That's you. That's right. And then you told her about it. And now we can't go back to that arboretum. I love that arboretum.
3: <laughs> Their snack bar is great.
4: There are cafe. six other arboretums in town, and I hate them all.
2: Topher, you find me another Arboretum with a poop tree. You try to find one. Because you can't. You can't do it, Topher. You can't do it.
4: I'm not going to make movies out of the other Arboretums.
3: Those are dull Arboretums.
2: We probably can't even go to the premiere of that movie now. Thank you very much, <laughs> Topher. Thanks a lot.
3: Hope you're happy with yourself. And as I go through my life I will There is no chance in God's green earth that this man does not now stalk this couple for the remainder of his life. But not in a bad way. He just like, every once in a while, he's just like, hey, honey, somebody left us a fruit basket. Who could it be? I just want to give you the best things in life. (laughs) All the sweet things you can find. Hey, a puppy just came up to us on this footpath.
2: I was going to say, he is starting to sound like a cat, right? Where he's like, oh, I'll just drop off this half of my, a mouse so that they have this. Just so they have it. Just
3: little treats. Just, little just treats a little treats for treat them. Just a little treat for them.
2: It's going to give them a little treat. So she married somebody else. She married somebody else. Not yet.
3: Not yet. She didn't marry
4: anybody oh, yet. Oh, you don't
2: think so? Well, at this point,
4: it's like in the first part of the song where he's envisioning their life together. Now he's envisioning her life with somebody else. Right. So- I don't think, I think he realizes that it's over. And he says in the first part, I will give to her my wife. And the second part, I will wish for her his wife. So he's wishing her good things.
3: And we might not even know that he that the person that she loves, loves her. Many times in a diary, we talk about, um, you know, secret loves or or you know like longings maybe she's longing for somebody so the things she was writing he's like oh see she does think that I'm like the best and you know all she wants is to be with me and so on and so forth but maybe it doesn't say anything like and when we're together maybe it says he's the best and I love him and he's got big strong biceps and Topher's like that's (laughs) not me but I, I never thought I had big biceps but I guess I do they might not, she might not even be with that other person. So he's wishing That's for her. She's He's wishing for her to have that love. The other guy. Yes.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the continuation of the song could be that the other guy finds out that she's in love with him and is like, mm, no, I'm Joseph.
2: I can have any woman I want. Yeah.
3: <laughs> she's like, don't you at least have a diary I could misinterpret for a little bit
2: <laughs> <laughs> sad for this guy I do feel bad for him mm-hmm. you know hopefully it's like a sadder but wiser in like don't read other people's diaries right. and pay attention to what's going on around you for like two seconds so I hope this was a learning experience for him yeah he just goes I'm Sad.
3: yeah he goes he gives her the, the diary he knocks on the door and he says I wish you nothing but the best and this has been a wonderful ride
0: mm-hmm. but
3: it's not for us to be, for you love another. And he walks away, and she goes, I have no idea who that was.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> no idea. She closes the door, and she and Joseph go to the Arboretum.
2: Right. And Joseph's like, Who was that? She's like, I think it was a flash mob, maybe? I don't I know. No. I don't know what that was about. A Am landscaper?
3: In- he said something about trees. I don't know.
2: Am I getting pumped? <laughs> Am I, gonna, I think he was the librarian He returned a book So maybe, he's... This maybe a... he works for the library yeah, This isn't even my diary <laughs> I don't have a diary
3: What am I a 14 year old girl This isn't mine
2: This is a copy of Borat on DVD Okay um... <laughs> My wife Right Joseph Right, Remember, Remember? Still works Still works Joseph any other last thoughts on this song?
4: I love this song. I think it's great. I think it's so well-written, and I think it's so sad.
2: Yeah. Agreed. I mean, it's it's, it's definitely a, it's a good, it's a well-written song. Um, you know, and look, just because a song is about a total dunce doesn't mean it's a bad song. It's just a right. good song about a complete, clueless dunce. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> that's so right. that's fine. Yeah.
3: Just like the streak. <laughs>
2: Exactly. <laughs> American classic, The Streak. <laughs> Both bring a tear uh, to my eye. <laughs> uh, all right. On that note, let's do Expanded Universe. What do we got?
1: Expanded Universe!
2: We never hear Delilah's
4: side of the story, just that mm. this guy's hopelessly in love with her. So, maybe he goes to New York City, finds this diary under a tree in Central Park, and uh, mm. is like, hey, here's my demo.
3: Oh. Yeah.
4: And she's like, that, that diary is not about you.
3: Uh, I, well, I would say, you know what he is after, after this, after he realizes that this isn't about him? I mean, he's alone again. And if we know anything about Topher, he is naturally alone
2: again. <laughs> when he finds that diary under a tree, you know, and he's reading that, and then maybe he gets like he finishes the diary, he gets bored with that, and then he's like, "What's this rock here? Let me turn this over. What peace on earth? What does that mean?" <laughs> oh well, I'm going to go to Panera. <laughs> peace on earth. Hmm. I guess that means I should slaughter the mountain people, right? <laughs> I'm bad at interpreting things. <laughs> he says out loud to himself.
4: We find out that he couldn't read it in her lion eyes. Mm, mm, that's true
3: okay in fairness she's probably like i am there's nothing about my eyes that is lying <laughs> i am telling you the truth with these eyes
2: if these eyes tell you one thing for sure it's the truth you may not like it right, but right there it is i know that we said
4: that uh she was in love with joseph but maybe she was in love with jesse
3: okay okay right. Jesse's girl yeah Okay. Yeah,
2: definitely. Yeah. I mean, I would just say when he said, I, I read your diary, you know, she probably said, why you got to be so rude? <laughs> read other, <laughs> yep. Read other yeah, people's that's right. diaries.
3: That's right. Yeah.
2: So
4: The tree that he found this, uh, this diary under was, uh, it was buried in the snow and it was under a Christmas tree. And he asked her to go for a walk in a winter wonderland.
2: Oh. Mm. And she was yeah. like, No. No, give me my book. Did you did you just ask that snowman to marry us?
3: What, what are you doing? <laughs> what are
2: you doing? Can I can I talk to you over here, away from the snowman? <laughs> this did you just did you just ask that snowman to marry us? Anything
4: you could say to me, you could say in front of the snowman.
2: Don't mind me. <laughs> oh, it's a little lovers' tiff. <laughs> I'll be over here.
4: Was that the snowman or was that Big Bad John? I think it was the same voice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, Michael. I don't have that many voices. You got <laughs> some, some of them got to do double duty. You know.
3: I mean, bless his bless his heart, but I think this was just his imagination running away with him.
2: Nice. Uh, yeah, I definitely right. I definitely think so. Yeah. Yeah, that could be the same guy. She doesn't even know be- him. Yeah. Even if it's not the same girl, this guy has a lot of trouble figuring yeah. out who he should actually. Yeah. You know, who he actually has a shot with here. So, yeah, I would say that that's probably I'm going to say it's the same guy. Definitely.
4: I think um, someday in the future, they'll meet again in a taxi and uh, it'll be awkward.
2: Real awkward. Yeah. Except that she probably will not remember him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> she probably have no idea who he is. She
3: said, how are you, Harry? And he said, my name is Topher. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's just like I—I knew it was something like that. You weren't even close. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's the the address is on the note right there. Yeah, you could just I'm gonna just say. just try, please. <laughs> just try, please. I mean, you know, when he said, "I read your diary," and she didn't care. He said, "Don't you want me?" Yeah. Um. Don't no, don't you want me? There's definitely
4: a song by a contest winner that could probably help him out right about now.
3: Mm. Oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, he's got to turn on. That's—I mean—that's the thing. In the in this in the. story song expanded universe you got a little heartbreak you gotta turn on the pearl gotta turn on pearl just let let it wash just let it wash over you you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so yeah
4: I will say uh, that he's so vain he probably thinks this diary's about him
3: (laughs) (laughs) don't you don't you (laughs)
2: He's like, I, I could, I could fly a plane up to Nova Scotia. <laughs> um,
4: There's a whole diary have... entry about an apricot scarf. I have one. Yeah. So,
2: I mean, I don't know how I could buy one. Yeah. yeah I've then seen I one, one
4: in a store. Then I'll, then I'll have one. It's clearly, so... I admired it when I saw Joseph wearing an apricot scarf.
2: So that's so yeah. it's the so same. Means, oh wait, probably me. Yeah, it's it might be probably... Joseph.
3: I've never walked onto a yacht, but I've I wear boat shoes whenever I go onto. Uh Joseph's yacht.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, oh <laughs> wait a minute. Well, wait a
1: minute. When I go
3: near Joseph's
2: yacht, oh jeez. Yeah. Um, I've never I it's I don't walk into places like I'm walking onto a yacht, but I am constantly seasick, even when I'm
3: <laughs> Oh, oh so, Topher.
2: Let's take a quick break and we come back we'll talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story.
7: 50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com/pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off.
2: All right, we're back. It's time for a story behind the story. How did this story come to be, Michael? Please tell us the story behind the story. But before we do that, I do want to say one thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, just that I'm very interested because I don't know. I don't know anything. I mean, I mean, I don't know anything <laughs> about bread. I was going to say <laughs> that right there. And bread to me was always, you know, to call him the enemy is harsh. I mean, real harsh. Because, look, there's soft rock, right? And then there's bread. There was sort of the epitome. There was a time in yeah, my life true. when this was like the epitome of everything that I was against. And even just the name.
3: Bread. <laughs> well, you're a big Atkins <laughs> right.
2: guy. So. Like, but I'm just saying it's like the most <laughs> the bland, like both both what it means in reality and also just the word bread. It just doesn't sound very exciting. That's all. But I'm sure there was a rich history <laughs> That I don't know anything about, but what I'm trying to say is I'm interested because I like purposely was avoiding ever fighting anything out about bread. It wasn't like <laughs> I didn't know anything. Like if, if for some reason anyone was like, Hey, I got a fun fact about the band bread. I'd be like, no, and, like jump out of the way. So now I'm, a, now I'm a more enlightened self. You know, everything has merit, Even if I don't particularly personally like something mm-hmm. or i am into something. You know, all all things are beautiful in their own way. Um, So I'm interested to find out more about Brad.
4: Okay, so a little bit about heavy metal legends Bread. Mm
6: -hmm, mm -hmm, (laughs) mm
2: -hmm. This is a real outlier for them. Yeah,
4: (laughs) this was not their typical sound. Yeah, this was. We'll get into it later, but their new wave album was amazing. (laughs) (laughs)
2: A Bud band in 12 states, and not the states you would think.
4: (laughs) So, like Dan was saying, Bread was one of the most successful groups of the early 70s, known primarily as a soft rock group. All of its members were previously working musicians in the Los Angeles area. So we have a little bit of a Toto situation. Okay. Mm -hmm.
2: God, I love a Toto situation.
3: (laughs) That's the name of my new wave band. (laughs) A Toto situation? (laughs) Yeah.
4: Yeah. In 1968, singer-songwriter Jimmy Griffin hired session musician David Gates to produce and arrange an album. The two met through a mutual friend named Rob Royer. Mm. David Gates had produced an album for Royer's band The Pleasure Fair in 1967. Royer and Griffin were collaborators who wrote the song For All We Know for the Mm. 1970 film Lovers and Other Strangers. If you know that song, it's probably because of the 1971 recording by The Carpenters, which was a hit single reaching number three on the Hot 100 and number one on the AC chart. The song also won an Academy Award for Best Original Song in 1971.
3: Is that that song, For All We Know, We'll Never Pass This Way Again?
4: That's like six songs.
3: Oh. Right, so it's it's one of those six. There's
4: a little bit of a jazz song in there. There's (laughs) a little bit of, I think, a Seals and Crofts song in there.
3: No, that's a song.
4: We may never pass this way again. No, wait, that might be that might be a Maureen McGovern song.
3: Okay.
2: So well, then, you, then you've I don't got know. A lot this, going on there. Then I'm
3: sure I know this song, but
2: And she played Edith, right? On yes. All the Family. Yep, Did I Maureen. Have that right? Yeah,
3: that's no, that's her sister. That's her sister. Okay.
2: Got it. Got, yeah. it, got, that's got it. That's yeah. right. not Gene even McGovern. close because that was <laughs> Maureen McGovern
4: who sang the morning after mm-hmm. from "Beside Poseidon Adventure, actress and singer. Mm-hmm. You're thinking Maureen Stapleton uh-huh. and Gene Stapleton who played. Edith and all in the family. So, okay. You got the Maureens right. Uh huh.
3: And they all together sang, For all we know, we may never pass this way again. Yeah. Got it. I think we cleared it up. You can move on, Michael.
2: Yeah.
3: (laughs) Thanks. People tune into the show for its
2: accuracy. (laughs) I mean, cleared it up is one way to describe what just happened. Sure.
4: So, the point of that whole thing was Jimmy Griffin and Rob Royer both had sort of an established writing career. David Gates had an established career. They were all kind of established musicians. Um, I don't think any of them were super famous, although two of them won an Academy Award. Um, David Gates and Jimmy Griffin originally decided to start the band, and they brought in Rob Royer. They signed with Elektra Records and named themselves Bread. Now, where does Bread come from, you might be asking? Well, let me tell you. Bread has been a staple food around the world throughout recorded history. And sure. although today there are more varieties than ever, its most basic ingredients are just flour and water. hmm mm-hmm. Yep. Okay.
3: That's beautiful. Just like the music of bread. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you guys, I'm just being silly. Oh, okay. yo. Naming the band Bread was a little bit of an I Love Lamp situation. <laughs> They were trying to think of a name and were stuck in traffic behind a Wonder Bread truck, and that's the
2: end of the story. I will say, just real quick, here's two better names for a band than Bread. Uh, Wonder and Truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
4: but for a soft rock band, are you going to name them, like, Truck?
2: Well, that's the thing. I mean, they are so well-named. Like, there is... it you're getting exactly what you expect when you hear that there's a band called bread. And then you play the song diary. You're like, yeah, that's exactly what I thought (laughs) I was going to get. And I got exactly that. I wasn't,
3: it's not even bread and butter. It's, this
2: is just bread. Can't even be mad, but um, (laughs) yeah.
4: But what's interesting is that this is our second song that has a backstory involving a bread truck.
3: It's true. It's
1: true.
4: So, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for those bread trucks, we wouldn't have a show, you guys.
3: That's right.
2: I
4: mean, we'd it's have, important.
2: We'd be we'd have two less episodes. But let's get let's go on. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's a staple food <laughs> around the world, and it's a staple food I mean, for the sure, show. If br- <laughs> admittedly, if bread didn't exist, then the world would be very different. I, yes. I'll give you that. So, I um, we all have a plate of toast every time we
4: record. <laughs> That's right.
3: That's why our mouths are so dry.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So using session musicians, Jim Gordon and Ron Edgar on percussion, they released their self-titled debut album, Bread, Mm -hmm. in September of 1969. The cover features the three members of the band on paper money, which is another meaning of bread. Oh, okay. A little wordplay there. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) The album peaked at number 127 on the Hot 100 Hmm. after the release of their debut album. So it did something, just not
2: a lot. (laughs) Can I ask a question? (laughs) Usually when we're like, you know, there's usually like a huge struggle for like a band to get like signed to a major label like Elektra. Was it just because they won an Oscar that they were like, all right, you guys are in like you get get the one album? I don't know. I'm sure that. Didn't hurt.
4: I think Electra Mm -hmm. was fairly new at the time, and I think they were among the first pop bands that they had signed, Mm -hmm. so that could have helped.
3: They are just taking a chance, because they were a new label.
2: But, I mean, the members of the group had... Yeah, well, they had had done... I mean, they had written an Academy Award-winning song, so that at least gets you in the door, hopefully. Gets you in the meeting. Yeah, especially
4: if you bring that Oscar with you to every meeting, and just like put it on the desk, like, oh, I just... This is... This nothing. Nothing.
6: <laughs>
1: we I'd do like to talk the about
4: time. some of our songs.
2: Does that say World's Greatest Teacher? You know, we don't need to talk about
4: this
6: right
4: <laughs> now. <laughs> There's a price tag from Spencer Gift on it. After the release of their debut album, Mike Potts was added as a permanent drummer. Their second album, On the Waters, was released in July of 1970, and that was their breakthrough. It peaked at number 12 on the album chart. On the Waters included the single Make It With You. Which went to number one on the hot one hundred.
3: That song is so nineteen seventy. It's <laughs> it's really it's really amazing. And if you're wondering
5: what this song is leading to, I wanna
4: make it with you. You can definitely envision putting the eight track in and just driving around in a giant car.
3: Shag carpeting and beads everywhere.
4: Yeah. (laughs) So after the success of Make It With You, they released It Don't Matter To Me, which was a song from their first album. It was released as a single during the second album era in a new version. That song went to number 10 on the Hot 100 and number 2 on the Adult Contemporary chart. Their next album, Mana, was released in March 1971. So these albums are coming out really quickly.
3: Yeah,
4: One a year, right? Yeah. Or less than a year, yeah. Yeah, about like eight months between, nine months. So this was March 1971. That album went to number 21 on the album chart, and the single If went to number four on the Hot 100, number one on the Billboard Adult Mm -hmm. Contemporary chart, number one on the AC chart in Canada.
3: Now that song goes, If I Was Your Girl... Mm-hmm. Oh, the things I do to you.
4: Yep. Right? Yeah, there's okay, that, good. the sample from the Supremes and then a dance break in the middle. No.
3: <laughs>
4: it's an acoustic singer-songwriter song. It's great. It is a beautiful song. I'm getting that you don't know it. No. I feel like if you heard it, you'd know it.
3: Okay. If a
5: picture paints a thousand words, then why can't
4: You might not know the bread version. You are probably much more familiar with the cover by Telly Savalas.
3: Oh, sure.
4: Yeah, his spoken word cover. Yeah, that's right. Kojak (laughs) covered bread. It's amazing. There's a music video. (gasps) Yes. And the music video is, if you thought uh, the song Make It With You was the epitome of 1970, you need to see this video. It is (laughs) Telly Savalas in like a smoking jacket like some sort of velvet jacket smoking a cigarette I don't think that there's a shirt under that jacket but there's definitely like gold chains there's a green screen of a woman just sort of like staring at him and then into the camera and like (laughs) kind of looking sad and she doesn't really know where to stare after a while and I think Dan's watching it as we speak
2: okay it's amazing (laughs) so yeah so Tally here's the thing so You know, what they're sort of doing is, you know the the school picture where there's, like, you yep. you you from, like, the torso up, and then there's, like, your face is, like, really big. Yeah. Like, next to it. So, he's he's singing to her, except she is a giant <laughs> who's clearly, like, green screened in, right? So, yeah. but it's, like, a close-up of her face. But, like, Michael's saying, I mean, this is not going to be anything to the audience, so, but she is kind of, like, I'm not... Should I look at the camera? I don't Should <laughs> do I look over here? I don't know where to look. And then like she's just on camera for like two straight minutes. So it's only getting worse, but she's just kinda like, Am I where am I where do I look? Do I look over here? Look over like Oh now she's looking down. She doesn't know what to do. She literally yeah. doesn't know what to do. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> the oh, early seventies,
4: especially in terms of, of like music performance uh and like music videos, like I'm mean, obviously before M T V but any sort of promotional music film didn't know how to edit so everything was sort of like in one continuous shot and if the direction is just like well he's going to be singing to you but you're off camera but you're sort of looking at him but we can see you but you can't see him and he can't see you but you're both looking at the camera and the song's four minutes (laughs) long you don't know where to look after a certain amount of time. No, all Telly has to do is he could look at the camera, but he's got a cigarette at least to to use as a prop. He's talking to you. This poor woman's just sort of like, <laughs> I don't know where to
2: look. Right, it's a tight close up on her face, and so she like she doesn't have anything else to do other than just like sort of awkwardly it's stare. So big. I'm also gonna assume that this was shot for German television, or maybe just this, maybe just this was shown on German television, because at the end it tells me that Telly Savas is gonna be in Hamburg on the 19th and who on the 25th. Oh, can we get, so tickets? I don't know. I don't know what year. I mean, I'm going to guess not 2023. I'm just going to throw <laughs> that out there, but
3: you guys, I'm not going to lie to you. There's more than one video of telly Savala singing. If there's one from top pop where there is, he is just surrounded by a bunch of scantily clad women. Um, and there's oh. a filter that's like the, like the, uh, the James Bond like, oh, circle yeah, yeah. opening.
2: I'm this looking is, at that one right who now. Who
3: knew this was... Michael, this is like a hidden gem well, there's here. Also,
2: this is also one of him singing to a Christmas tree.
3: I saw that one that too.
2: One? Okay.
3: <laughs> Are you sure that's is, him
4: singing If? Because he has a couple
2: albums. I mean, I, it, that, it, I'm not it listening to the audio. If. We
3: can't listen to the audio because we're we're... Obviously, fully focused on recording this episode, <laughs> but holy moly.
2: I mean, Telis wasn't a James Bond film, so I almost wonder if that's intentional. Oh, There's
3: another video of All right, we him it. playing <laughs> it. If... Okay, we'll just so do we an entire started. episode on it. The Telis right, We'll, do, a, we'll if...
2: do especially Telis Vallis <laughs> sings various versions. Oh
3: my gosh.
4: So the agreement at the start of the band was that the songwriting duties would be split between David Gates and the songwriting team of Jimmy Griffin and Rob Royer. All of the hit singles to this point were written by David Gates with Gates on lead vocal. So this kind of became a problem, Mm -hmm. as you might imagine. Yes, And it ended with Rob Royer leaving the group, although he did continue his writing partnership with Jimmy Griffin. But I think the record company after seeing David Gates having all of these hits, was like, yeah, he's getting the singles. So Royer was replaced by session musician Larry Nechdel, and by session musician, I mean member of the Wrecking Crew.
3: Hey, okay. okay.
4: (laughs) Just some of Larry Nechdel's credits include Mr. Tambourine Man by The Birds, Stony End by Barbara Streisand, If I Can Dream by Elvis Presley, He played on Pet Sounds, he worked with artists including Nancy Sinatra, Cher, Glenn Campbell, Neil Diamond, Joan Baez, Helen Reddy, and Dolly Parton, which are just a few of the artists he worked with. Oh, and by the way, he won a Grammy Award for playing piano on bridge over troubled water.
3: Whoa, that's a great piano part.
2: Yeah. (laughs) He brought a little expertise to the group. If you've never seen the, the Wrecking Crew documentary, I highly recommend it. Every interview with the various members of the Wrecking Crew goes exactly the same way. Where they're just like, and then I worked on this, and then I worked on this, and then I worked on this. I made a million bucks. It's like, and then my wife divorced me because I was literally never home. They were like, <laughs> all those, all those guys did was work. Yeah. And it was just like, and then I made it, and then in 1973 I made a million dollars and I had my fourth divorce. And I was just like, just stop getting married, guys. Just like, I'm <laughs> gonna just chill for a while. Figure Jeez. it out. You're
3: married to the work.
2: <laughs> exactly. Anyway, it's crazy. In uh, January
4: 1972, Bread released their fourth and most successful album, "Baby, I'ma Want You."
2: This, this was, this was my nemesis. This. Song.
3: <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Here's the thing about "Baby, I'ma Want You." I'm fine with it as the name of a song but you're going to put an "ama" into the title of your <laughs> album?
4: I think the single was released before the album, and I think the single was huge, and they were just like, let's call it Baby I'ma Want You. That's that's how people talk, right? Right, that's true. And they're like,
3: oh.
4: I love Bread. I think Baby I'ma Want You is a great song, but it's a weird song. Yeah. Baby I'ma Want You yeah. is is a weird line, and he says it 40 times throughout the song, but it's fine. That was their most successful album. The album went to number three in the U.S., number nine in the U.K., and number 23 in Australia. It included the singles Mother Freedom, Baby I'ma Want You, which went to number three on the Hot 100 and number one on the AC chart, Everything I Own, which is an amazing song.
3: That is, I I will say this, that is an amazing song. I love that song. That's such a good song. That first line of the chorus, when that comes in.
4: (gasps) I would give everything I own.
3: Uh, yes, but just the way, like, it—it's there's a change in, in yeah. the way that it's sung, and it oh, it's very good.
4: Yeah, it's an amazing song. That went to number five on the Hot 100, and number three on the Adult Contemporary chart. Another single from that album? hmm Diary.
3: Oh, what's that song about?
2: Well, let me tell you. So this guy, <laughs> no. This Telly <tele-sovology>. Savali, <laughs> that's the only thing I care about right now. <laughs> He sort of speaks his way through it. There's like a giant head reading a diary. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Mm.
4: It's actually just a close-up of the tree that he finds a diary under behind him. So Diary is, it almost seems like among these other huge songs, like Baby i am going Want You was huge. Everything I Own was huge. Diary almost feels like a forgotten hit, at least to me. Like, I knew the song. I knew of the song. And... I heard it, and as I, I brought it to you guys behind the curtain to to do for the show, and I was like, I don't know how much information there's going to be on this because I don't think it was released as a single. It was released as a single. It uh. was a hit single, but I think it was surrounded by so many huge hits that it's not their most remembered song. Is Bread the group that did Baby i Emma Want You or the group that did Diary? Right. You know?
2: Well, I mean, a lot of bands have that, though, where they sort of get remembered for the one hit, but I do feel like Diary is just, it It feels very of the time. For whatever reason, that sure. style didn't survive. Well, it also feels like not a radio hit.
3: Not at all. It
2: feels like, yeah. and we'll,
4: we'll get into that a little bit, too, but it, it feels like, I mean, in 1972, like we've said before, it was all over the place, but it feels like an album track. It's like a lovely well-written, well-crafted song right. that, like, <laughs> those aren't necessarily the songs that always get right. played on the radio.
2: Yeah, and it just felt like that sort of soft folk, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. just didn't, didn't, I don't know, didn't survive for some reason. <laughs> yeah. uh, people just sort of forgot about it, or it just didn't, you know, I guess people who were around at the time, I'm sure, remember it, but it just didn't make the transition to the next generation for whatever I suppose to something like "Baby, i am going want you," which, again, I don't mean to be mean, but I feel like maybe made it as like a, like a, you know, a kitschy,
3: oh, totally. sort
2: of thing. But "Diaries," "Diary," in some ways, is almost a little too straightforward mm-hmm. to like be a be like a an object of like you know ironic, yeah, ridicule or whatever. Well, so like, it just didn't make it.
3: "Baby, I'ma want you" is so of its time that it can be used in things like movies, and saying "Baby, I'ma want you" is a catchier way to get into the 1970s than a song about a clueless man who realizes after the second reading that his wife or his girlfriend or just some random woman does not love him. Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And baby I'm a want you is it's more poppy. It has a more memorable, obviously a more memorable title. It has a more, more of a, a memorable chorus.
6: Yeah. Diary
4: is just a very, like, singer songwriter kind of... It's the type of song that you almost wouldn't hear from a band that has, like, this mainstream pop success. It's, like, one of those songs that an artist who plays, like, very small venues and has, like, a, a smaller devoted following, like, oh, they wrote this amazing song. This is such a great song. But it's, like, it's not getting played on the radio, but mm-hmm. they have a huge fan base. You know, it's, yeah. like, that type of a song, that kind of singer songwriter Song. Yep. But like I was saying, Diary was a hit. It was released in April 1972. On the Billboard Hot 100, it went to number 15. On the AC chart, it went to number three. In Canada, it went to number 12, 26 in Australia, and 13 in New Zealand. After eight weeks on the chart, it peaked at number 15, where it would stay for two weeks, the week of June 10th, 1972. So a few of our story song friends were around on that chart. The number one song that week. Was Candyman by Sammy Davis
2: Jr. Now this is this is a seventies chart. I mean, obviously, <laughs> the fact that it is nineteen seventy-two might also preclude that. But when you're starting off with Candyman, you're, yeah. you're in a good you're in a good place.
4: Number five was Sylvia's mother. All righty, nice. Number twenty-four was Taxi by Harry Chapin. Mm. number 23 was rocket man by elton john which was ascending the charts it was number 32 the week before and it had been on the chart for only six weeks mm. which reading that was very weird rocket man just sort of feels like it's always kind of been there yeah and it was like oh no there was a time that this was have you heard that great new elton john song <laughs> right and i could not understand that and number 33 was a story song by story song favorite, Cher, mm-hmm. Living in a House Divided, which is a song
2: that we will eventually do. You bet. We've talked about it before, but just being Sonny and Cher's kids must have been so bizarre. Every three months, your parents every three months your parents release a song about how they were getting divorced. It must have been like... <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like, on your way to school, it be like sit-out kids would come on. You'd be like, I gotta hear this again? (laughs) I was there when it happened. Now I gotta hear the musical version of it? Oh, man. Oh, God. Does their couples (laughs) therapist have anything
3: to say about this?
2: Yeah,
4: they said put it in a
2: song. God. I don't think you were supposed to record and then release that song. You understand, (laughs) Mom? It was supposed to be uh, therapeutic. (laughs) Oh, my God. I didn't want to hear Casey Kasem counting it down. (laughs) anyway
4: so far uh david gates had a pretty impressive track record for writing hits in an interview with gary james on classicbands.com when asked about identifying which songs would be hits gates said quote nine out of ten times my gut instincts are right diary fooled me i didn't think it was a commercial hit record i thought it was a gorgeous intimate little ballad and it never occurred to me it would be a top 40 song which it ended up being
2: Hmm. so everything we just said Mm, yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound like I said it. It sounds like an album track. I don't yeah. know how to define that, but it sounds like an album track. And yeah, you know, thank thank you, David, for giving us the the band didn't believe in it. We need <laughs> we always need we that. Need, we need one every time, mm-hmm. and you have provided it. So thank
3: you. Somebody's got to not believe in it. That's a story song staple.
4: Somebody in the band has to not believe in it, so that we, as a podcast, can believe in it for them. I mean right. sometimes it's the, like,
3: sometimes it's the uh it's the label that doesn't mm-hmm. believe in it and that gives us a different a different slant on it but you know we sure. need somebody to not believe in it if everybody's like right. this is a go then we're like <laughs> well what are we supposed to do with this
2: We need an underdog we need likable characters That's right Exactly Well and if someone <laughs> needs to not believe in it so we can smugly tell them they're wrong from the future Yeah um.
3: <laughs> That's right Yep
2: Yeah, yeah, we know better because we (laughs) live in the future. We know what happened. (laughs) And it was it.
3: David Gates, how could you be fooled by diary?
4: (laughs) In discussing the song and its twist ending, American songwriter said, quote, it's the kind of thing that's a little easier to pull off in a movie when there are a couple of hours to set the surprise up. It's a much tougher task in a song, but Gates pulls it off while still delivering a resonant story of unrequited love. They go on to say, maybe it is just an intimate little song masquerading as a hit single, but what's certain is that Gates and Bread manage an impressive feat with Diary. It's an expertly constructed book of love that hides the heartbreak waiting in the final pages.
3: Hmm. Yeah. Side note, Gates and Bread, great name for a bakery. Great name for a bakery. So if, if David Gates doesn't already have a bakery... It's just called Gates and Bread. You should really get on it. I can really franchise a puppy like that.
4: Well, it's a bakery and fence store.
3: Yeah, that's right.
4: It's right next to Fountains of Wayne. <laughs> In
3: 1973,
4: the band broke up.
3: Oh, well then.
4: <laughs> Gates told ClassicBands.com, quote, we'd been together five years, set goals, achieve those goals. We'd all come from pretty strong backgrounds, and everybody wanted to go back to what they were doing before the group. I believe groups are temporary arrangements anyway. They're not marriages, they're only temporary, to last anywhere from 2 to 15 years, or whatever you think is appropriate. Some just hang on longer than others, either because there's nothing else they'd like to do, or economics are involved, or whatever reasons. It's pretty tough to get four or five people to stay together year after year, and not have any change in personnel and not get fatigued with the whole routine. Yeah. So
2: that leads me to, uh, you better sit down. I
6: do. <laughs> I was going
2: to say. <laughs> no, I do love when they're like, we, 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 we set out some goals and then we achieved those goals. And then so we stopped. Yes. And it's like hard to argue with that. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, man. If you say so. <laughs> like, Sure. Go go right ahead then. It's yeah. also weird how they were like, you know, they were working session musicians, and they were kind of like, we want to go back to that. We want to go back yeah. to like playing piano on Bridge o- over Troubled Water or whatever. Well, yeah. You know, I
3: also this just whole band yeah, stuff is a lot of work. I like the idea that the band is like project based. That they're they're just like, well, we're gonna just go ahead right. and do this one project for a certain amount of time, and then and then move on. Whatever that project is to them, you know, it might be. An Alan Parsons-based project, who knows? Sure, but it's also, but but seriously, it's it. When you think about it, you could have it like this is the, our life, like somebody like Aerosmith or even, um, like Gladys Knight and the Pips that were together for forever. You know, they're you know they're not all playing instruments in in the same way. Uh, though I consider snapping and clapping and spinning around instrumental, mm-hmm. but but they there it's it almost has like a it, a different vibe to it. You know, Aerosmith went through a lot of like ups and downs and ups and downs, right? Bread just achieved a goal and decided they were going to move on with their lives.
4: We said sort of the same thing when we were talking about Wham, they had only envisioned it as a temporary project. They sort of reached the goals that they wanted with that band and their next step was George Michael wanted to become George Michael and Andrew originally was like I did what I wanted to do. I'm going to just now do what I want to do out of the spotlight.
3: I'm going to buy a house and paint watercolors.
4: Yeah. There's something admirable about that. Yeah. They reunited in 1976 and released the album Lost Without Your Love, which included two hit singles. They toured briefly, this time without Griffin. But since Gates and Griffin were co-owners of the name Bread, they couldn't continue to record or perform under the name. The band went their separate ways, solo careers, working different facets of the music industry. Most notably, David Gates wrote and recorded the song Goodbye Girl from the 1977 film adaptation of the Neil Simon play The Goodbye Girl. The song went to number 15 on the Hot 100, number 3 on the AC chart. Jimmy Griffin and Mike Bott sadly both passed away in 2005. Larry Nectil passed away in 2009. Rob Royer is a Nashville songwriter. David Gates is retired. There was an article I read that just said he is enjoying his retirement. Like great, <laughs>
3: terrific, <laughs> Again, love that's it. awesome, love it.
4: But in under five years together, Bread had thirteen songs on the Hot 100, including six top ten and one number one. And one of those was "Diary," which yes. is an amazing song.
3: And they made a little bread out of it.
4: <laughs> they made a little bread, and they released some incredible songs.
3: And also, baby Emma, want you? <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. I actually do like that song. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Wow. That's bread. That's that's
4: <laughs> that's bread, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the that's actually what Telly Savala says after he sings. If he's like, "Hey, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. bread, baby." Yeah.
2: Hey, Michael.
3: That's holla it.
2: Oh boy. All right, I'm going to stop us here. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, This can only get worse uh, if we allow this to continue. So let's take Uh, a quick break and we come back and talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned.
7: Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts.
2: Right, right, we're back. It's time for lessons learned. What lesson we learned from this song? Michael, let's start with you. What lessons you learned from diary? I learned
4: if you happen to stumble upon somebody's diary and you decide to read it, mm-hmm. the Story Song Podcast does not advocate reading other people's diaries. Mm-hmm. If you happen to, and there's any sort of ambiguity as to who the person who is doing the writing is talking about, if they're, like, saying that they're madly in love with somebody, just go in there and write your name. Mm. Mm. Just cross out anything that, that's <laughs> sort of questionable and just write sure. your name. And eventually they'll be like, oh, I guess I'm talking about him.
3: Yeah. Right. Smart. Smart. Like, I don't remember writing that, but I, it's there.
2: It's like, I'm not in love with you. Well, it says right here in your diary that you are. Well, I guess I, I mean, can't argue that. It's right there in the diary. Right, this fair enough. Clearly says Topher in my handwriting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is um yes, I do. I will marry you. I you may now you may now kiss the bride. Um, <laughs> everyone knows when you hear the love of your life say those beautiful words. I stand corrected. I guess <laughs> I am in love with you. So guys, like look. Obviously, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I I am constantly yep. coming up with new business ideas. And um, I just got two words for you: tree lockers. Now, look, here's the thing: you're in the woods. <laughs> mm. You need to store something somewhere, but where are you gonna do it? Right? You go over to a tree. There's a little locker in there. You put in your credit card. All right, we all say Apple Pay. Open up the little door, <laughs> put stuff in there, and then. But here's the good thing: a little lock. Because guess what? Trees don't have, right? And this is an evolutionary mistake. I think we all agree. No locks, right. no locks in the tree. So if you put so, something in a tree, anybody can pull that out and read it. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you if I'm looking for a couple of angel investors, tree lockers, that's all I'm going to say. Um, you know how to get in contact with yeah. me if you guys, you know, if if anyone's looking to invest. Smart. Uh, but this is gonna be this is gonna be this is gonna be the next big thing. This is um, this is Twitter but for trees and lockers. <laughs> um, so let's you guys should get on that. Smart. Yeah, uh, as quick as you can.
4: Dan's company is called. Boo Radley's tree lockers.
2: (laughs) Uh, Rachel, what'd you learn?
3: Well, mine is uh, similar to yours, Daniel, but I'm going to say, what I'm going to say is if you are uh, someone who happens to leave their innermost secrets just Mm. out and about in an arboretum somewhere, (laughs) you really want a solid lock and preferably you want two-step verification. You want to be able to, you know, you want a thumbprint Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. it goes to your phone and then you have to put in an ID or a code or something because you don't know what random person is walking into that arboretum and picking up your diary.
4: Would you like this diary to text you a code?
2: Yes,
3: please. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Would you like this tree to (laughs) send
2: a code to your phone? (laughs) (laughs) The tree
4: can call you, the tree can text you or the tree can send you an email.
2: I'm going to genuinely tell you the truth. I don't know how to answer that. I, I don't know. I, I don't have answers for you. I'm just going to walk away because I genuinely don't know what to say right now. So, oh no, wait, hold on. I just got a text on my phone from a tree. So okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to the Story Song Podcast. Come on back. We do this every other. We do. This, yeah, we do this every other week. There's every episode. If you could follow us on the socials like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, that would be great. And If you leave us a five star. Review an Apple Podcast or wherever your podcast. We would certainly appreciate it, and we'll read it on the show. Come back next episode for another great story song. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oakes. And I'm Michael Gazelle. We'll talk to you guys then. Thanks for listening, and goodbye. Bye. 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 Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan
4: Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Story underscore song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast.
3: And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to PantheonPodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's Stories.
2: Songs have made the head parade. For
3: all we know, the Poseidon. We've got it. <laughs> we are the Carpenters.
2: <laughs> uh, we got okay. it, we, we got, got it. it, everybody. It won What's an Academy it? Award. Well that I mean that's why <laughs> they mean, were so famous. Because at the itself. end of, <laughs> at the end of every one of their songs they sang We are the Carpenters, so people knew who they were. <laughs>